When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Rana here with a little AskRanaCoffee.com related info. Thanks to all of you, our gift boxes have been flying off the shelves. I mean, we have been truly overwhelmed by your incredible response. But what does that mean? It means supplies are running low. And I just wanted people to know that if they're thinking about it or they're circling the boxes, This is the week to strike because we will run out of our fabulous supplies. So no pressure, but if you're thinking about getting one and you want it to uh, arrive in time for the holidays, now is the moment to strike. Okay? AskBronaCoffee.com. Kiss, kiss, and happy holidays. Rana, I really hope you're happy. Me? I Did you not hear, happy. Rana, what happened in the news? No, what happened? Apparently, it was uncovered that Lush has been donating money to some <gasps> virulently anti-trans groups. Is that true? Yes. What? A, see, I knew I had an instinct. I had an instinct. I hope you're and happy. I was right. What happened? Who and where and why? I'm sh- actually sort of shocked to hear that. Well, I sort of am curious to dig into it more because the one, I guess, that they're under fire for is definitely an anti-trans group, but that masquerades as a feminist organization, like as a, a an organization that promotes women, but what they're promoting is like- Women, J.K. Rowling's idea of women. Correct. The sort yeah. of like- Yes, the, the women, women who are, are born. Women and that we can't have other people calling themselves cis women. women. Exactly. Yeah. And so, and so they, but it's sort of a farce that they do that. And really, what they're doing is just donating money to places to for anti-trans legislation. Is Lush a female-owned business? I think it might be. It might be. Or but I don't know how aware or not way. aware they were about that organization. But it's also like, wouldn't you check? Well, you know, you think people would, but then things seem, you mean, with a big company like that, you would think they would have a sort of corporate compliance officer or something, somebody whose job it was to do that research. But this happens. I mean, I don't know. The other week, Melissa McCarthy did some kind of a fundraiser and it was accidentally, they were giving to some group that was accidentally some sort of very conservative disenfranchising yes. group but sounded, and Lush issued sounded an apology. like it was nice so yeah. they did what did they say they sort of said like the weird thing is in the apology i read it didn't said we were unaware of that oh, they I just see. they i didn't see them say that in the apology i read it just sort of said we're very sorry that we hurt anyone and that's not what this company stands for and we won't do it in the future and blah 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 yeah um but huh. th- at no point did they say like 
we were under the assumption that this was a, a group that empowered women. Yeah. Um, they didn't they didn't say that they were well, snookered. Well, you're putting me in a difficult position because as much as I'd love to slam Lush, yeah. which you may or may know, no, have not have noticed, didn't make it onto the Ronica list again this year. Well, we'll get into that with the interview, Ronica, because actually it could have. It, it very could, well could have. Well, it can't. Well, it turns out you're all over kids lush now. <laughs> What's it called? What's your website Pink called? Pink chicken. Pink chicken. Pink chicken. It's in, out of New York, and they had a mermaid <laughs> bath bomb, a how mango mermaid pink, bath bomb. How did you find pink chicken? Because it's a cute I've, name. Uh, yeah, right. I've used them before. They sell in like, um, sort of like other children's stores. They sell some of their stuff, uh-huh. but I just went straight to the source on this one. And it's something that my sister-in-law is always like, basically sure. I have a running list of like, these are where Lillian I buy things loves from. pink chicken. Exactly. Yeah. I want to see that list. I want to see your approved list of places. You're Rose Re- to shop. Uh, oh, what sure. Yeah. Rose, Rose Rex. Hold on. Rose gonna, Rex. I think so. It's Rose Rex and it's a uh, pink chicken. Uh-huh. And it's, Oh, God. Hang on. Well, it's very funny. Somebody wrote to us on Ronica and said, where can I get a gift for a new baby? And you didn't st- step up with these links. Oh, by the way, guess what I got my baby baby niece? What? The the Bamford body I stuff? I sure did, Ronna. Wow. Right from Fortnum and Mason. I sure well, did. Watch and out. I've been Move sending over Lily and here comes Alice. And I've been sending Anson's chocolates to practically everyone. And there's one other thing. And I got the... Um, Sierra Sierra Trudon? Sierra Trudon. Sierra Trudon, and I forget the name of it. Delcada, that's my candle. Yes, I got that candle for someone else in my family. Really? Yes, I did, Rana. For who? Your sister? Well, it was part of a gift. She would never appreciate it. I got yes, she would. She's a she's a scent shul <laughs> person. I got it for as part of a gift. I don't want to say in case they listen because it's not okay. like my well, mom. Then, yeah. Okay, well then we won't we won't shh. We'll be shh. Exactly. We'll cut that. We'll beep it. We'll cut oh, it sure, out. Oh sure, 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 We'll sure, edit sure. it. But, but if you got the Veronica Abdel list was Kata, very. They're yeah. really, if it's from your Syrian side of the family, they're going to love it because it smells the closest to fresh mint that anything could ever smell. Delicious. And it's going to transport them right back to Damascus. I had them they wrap it up from. and I can, sm- and they delivered it here and I can smell it through the box. Where, which site did you order it from? Well, I'll tell you, Rana, the one that, because I was ordering something else from this site, yeah. I ordered it from Bloomingdale's. Oh, fabulous. You're a yeah. part of their loyalist program. Do you want to know something? I am from like 10 years ago. Yeah, and it but probably also saved there was you a, a little dough. And there was a deal on Amex, so that's why I did it there. There you go. Yep. There you go. I only get people gifts if I get something out of it. Well, it's not a bad policy. <laughs> we like to watch our deals. Anyway, we have to thank everyone. We had such terrific feedback on Ronica. We certainly We have did. to give an extra shout out to Tony, who did all of the social media? By the everything. way, who wrote the captions, which are so brilliant? I mean, so, isn't he terrific? Go on the Instagram for Ronica, not only for the gifts, but also to read what he said about them. They're so great. He's he really listened closely to the episode. He wrote the best captions, and somebody even wrote in and said, "I'm reading these captions again just for a laugh." They're so funny. And Nick, who did the at, who made yes. everything look gorgeous, and did the takeover gorgeous. on the grid, the blondie. Yep. And he the did neon all, in, on the price points and everything. It looked totally. so fabulous. He did a gorgeous, gorgeous job. And then, yeah. of course, to Adam O'Byrne, who is always in the trenches with us making it all happen. He so is. We he do is the, have to say, 
Thank you, Ron. Happy Veronica to all of them. We've got quite. We've and got. And then really... I suppose we could thank Dante, but I mean, ugh, it just well, leads to a we, host Rana? of problems. Thank you, Dante. Well, you we can thank welcome. Emma as well. No, no, thank, the, no Dante. I, I, I encouraged him, Rana. You not, he does not have to respond. When but you speak I encouraged to him. him too. No, just because he's here doesn't mean he has to respond. Oh, okay. okay. Well, Dante, just know that. You know, I sometimes I forget what his voice sounds like, Rana. I'm going to well, be honest. Well, you just heard it. You just okay. heard it. All right. So, okay. but Don, but truly, thank you to Dante, of course, yes. and to Emma, who's our fabulous editor. Our it was really a big, huge episode, and they did a fabulous job. Yes. And I have to say thank you to the Bixby boys, who I haven't talked about in a while, who have been going, working overtime to fulfill all of our incredible Ronica blend orders and our gift box orders. Excuse me, Stacy, who listens to the show, who sometimes I correspond with, sent me a picture of her holiday gift box that she got. Not Sticky Keys. Not Sticky Keys. Stacy. Oh, Stacy, of course. Yeah. Wonderful Stacy. Of course. But did, was she happy with it? Thrilled, and it looked gorgeous. No, Stacy sent, it truly looked absolutely beautiful. Wait a second. So Sticky Keys, you know, Sticky. Of course. She posted a video of her box looked absolutely gorgeous, but she apparently had had, I don't know what, a wild night because she then brewed herself some Ronica blend and she had for breakfast, New York cheesecake. I don't know where she got that. She had a piece of New York cheesecake. She's one of mine, Rana. Strawberry sauce. It looked so delicious. She said she had three cups of Ronica blend. She loves the Ronica blend. So Fabulous. And then, as I was saying, Garode Ferrelli uh, posted the cutest uh, video on his Instagram that you yes, have to go like see. Yes, like Clark Kent. He, yeah, you have a little, you have a little hidden compliment in there. But anyway, we had I such a, him. we've had such fabulous feedback, and people have been really going to Rhea Tisella, who's our sponsor this month. Yes, they are. Was Rana. So, which I like to say, make your home chef feel like a Michelin star chef by ordering <laughs> things from Rhea Tisella. I came up with that myself. What do you think? I think it's fabulous. And what I would also say, Rana, that's really cute, Yeah, is that there's two different sets. Are we doing this now? Sure. Well, we can talk about we it We can now. talk about it now. Yeah, yeah. One is selling for 50. One is 115. The 115 one is more food stuffs and stuff yeah. that you probably, if you haven't cooked with before, it's nice to have because it sounds very fun to experiment with. And they're Absinthe gorgeous. Absinthe mustard, for instance. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And all kinds of harissa. But also- the $50 one has the peppermint tea, the vanilla yeah. rooibos tea. Yeah, they have gorgeous things. Gorgeous, gorgeous things. with that and then gorgeous orange blossom cookies, honey. Those shortbread I'm cookies. To try. Yeah. This is a real treat. And by the way, what could be more soothing than that right now? I know. And I have to tell you, so if they go there, they'll see all happy Ronica stickers right on it. Like It's the first Ronica two things on their approved. website, Rana. But I have to tell you, I was so they put up a bunch of more gift box, oh, gift sets, and I was so in love with them that I had to call Kim and Tim right in Chicago, and I said, "Look, I want to put my stamp on a couple more of these." You're so, kidding? No, so I had to put my stamp on two more. So when they go there, they'll see the stamp on those two more. Oh my god! And it's twenty percent off offer code Brian. So I offer I code think Brian. I'm pretty Rare sure that applies tea. to the gift boxes too. So. Really, you're getting a you're absolutely saving on the tax and the shipping with that. So rare t c e l l a r. Have you been getting any feedback on Veronica? Has anyone written to you? Of Cynthia course. Cynthia Dupree Sweeney told me she ordered all of her son's Christmas presents from your oh, suggestions. Really? That's oh, I'm right. so happy to hear that. Yeah. No, I, I have been getting a lot of feedback and people saying like, "Oh my God, this is the list I go by now every year for two years running." What which a is compliment. so nice. 
What, what a compliment. Bronna, I, I shopped off it this year. I know. I love that. I always think that's the highest compliment when you buy anything off of my off of my list. Yes. Off the I Rana owned some things on my list, list, but I bought some things on yours. Have you been wearing your Todd Snyder shirt? Is it comfy cozy? Of course I have. I'm not yeah. wearing it today, though, because no. I'm inside. Yeah. Oh, is it an outdoor shirt? No, but I just, it's a little too warm to wear it in here right now. Yeah. I understand. Because yeah. yeah, I, I keep understand. my, I keep the carriage house at 71. I had the babka from Zingerman. What did you think? It was absolutely delicious. Now, I was a little bit hesitant because the problem with a babka is it goes dry Too much quickly. chocolate. Yeah, yeah. And I always, and by the way, one of our listeners was so funny. He said he made his own babka and he sent a picture of it and we, I reposted that, but it was Because we said that no one actually made their own? No, and he said, it's so true. Halfway through, I asked myself, what am I doing this for? Right. Because it's so many steps. But that's always the truth with baking is that you think it's so hard to make one loaf of bread. Right. But then if you're a person that makes bread, you just keep making bread. So it's easy. You make, you know, who yep. could possibly make a croissant? And the answer Ugh. is the people that make them. Yeah. Now I want a croissant. Sure. The point is this. Uh, it was so delicious. Isn't I was, it good? I wasn't, I was like, what am I going to do with this? I don't know if I open it. Am I sharing it with Yedvina? Am I sharing it with You Brian? can freeze it. What do I do? I opened it. I shared it with my neighbor. I left half of my neighbor. That's sweet. And I thought, I'm just going to have a little bite of this. It was so delicious. And the rugula was also delicious. And these are the kind of things, this is the problem with Jewish baking. It can go wrong so quickly. Uh-huh. It can go dry. It can go shortening instead of cream cheese in the in the pastry dough. Got it. Because in a rugula, you really want a cream cheese dough. Ooh. It was so delicious. I I'm can't so thank you enough. Glad. It was such a treat. I had it with a cup of tea from the Ria Tea Cellar, and it was absolutely gorgeous. Oh, God. But that, that doesn't so mean nice. that I wouldn't have it with my Ronica blend the next morning, which is exactly how I served it. Look. I used my new Ode Fellow Grinder. So uh, pretty. Yeah, I, which I love. And um, and I had a delicious a delicious little treat, so I can't thank you enough. I'm thrilled to hear it. Now, what about you? What are you going to do for Christmas? Because you obviously, I know you're thinking about moving out of the carriage house, so. Well, I don't, I don't want, Rana, I'm not going to move out of the carriage house. I keep telling you not to worry about that. Yeah. If I take a little, you know, if I want to- Well, open- I'm going to make sure you get the vaccine as quickly as possible because I know you need to get back to Hollywood ASAP. I do. Well, yeah, I do have to get back to Hollywood. And, you know, there's been like, I guess, people who want autographs and all that sort of thing. So I have to sort that out. Yeah. But, uh, you know, autograph chasers, autograph fiends. Has you know, it's it very Yadvina difficult. Has Yadvina offered to bring you any of her uh, horseradish-infused vodka yet? Well- no, I would definitely take it because she's a little mad at me right now, Rana. Oh, no. No, now it's not what? my fault. It's not my fault. Oh, it couldn't be. Yeah. It never is. Right. So do you know, have you ever heard of snaking a toilet? <laughs> I certainly have, yeah. Well, so there was a huge- I've never snaked one. Though I have to say there must be something satisfying in that feeling. Well, ask her. There, yeah. there was a huge problem, and I mean that literally, in the toilet. And- I didn't know what to do about it. And I was going to ask you if you could come over. And I was like, there's no way she's going to want to do that. So Yadvina did it. And ever since then, she's been really weird to me. And she pinches her nose when she walks by me. Hmm. So I guess she's probably just wondering, you know, where she comes from. If a man needs his toilet snaked, he snakes it. He doesn't ask a woman to do it for him. Yeah. But Yadvina's right. Right. 
No matter what the jobs are. That's really, snaking a toilet's really a man's job. Right. You know? Yeah. That's how Yadvina sees the world. Well, I got her a gift certificate to Duncan. Oh, I'm so mad at Duncan right now. I kind of Wait, why? start with it. Because they came up with another goddamn stupid slogan for Christmas. And everywhere oh. I go, I drive by the the billboard or the bulletin board of what they're, you know, what they're bunting outside the store. And they're, so their slogan, which is driving me nuts, <laughs> is cheersin. What? Cheersin. That's awful. Like, like cheers, hanging? As in cheers, cheersin to the holidays. C-H-E-E-R-S-I-N apostrophe. That is awful. Is there anything? How did that get through? It's not clever. It's she not cute. Is in. It is that not is what we needed right now. It Certainly. is not what we needed right now. Certainly not. Why didn't they just do a happy, something happy holidays, something yeah. clean and cute and the yep. nice cup? Cheers in. So all the cups say cheers in. All the, all the banners say cheers in. I mean, it's driving me up the up. The wall. Yeah. That's awesome. all right. We have some fabulous guests today. Uh, these, I'm excited. For they're these so girls. funny. And I'm excited for this show. And I'm excited because our fabulous booker, Hannah Kyle, Kyle Crichton, who, pardon me, any relation to Michael Crichton? The answer is yes. Pardon me. Are you kidding? Cousin. Distant relation. Hannah Kyle Crichton, who is our fabulous celebrity I'm have booker. to ask her for a few favors, but yeah. Well, he is passed, but, you know. Well, that's she, even better. Maybe she can get you a ticket to Jurassic Park, the ride, or right. something that's like that. Right, that's what I'm going to ask her, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or like a tour of Universal or the something. The idea of you on Jurassic Park, the ride, is so funny to me. I would pay all kinds of money to watch you do that. <laughs> well, maybe you'll go on it with me. Oh, I definitely will. When this is all over, we promise you a video of us on Jurassic Park the Great. Right. Uh, but she has a little independent project of her own going on, which is that she is producing with these fabulous gals, the dolls, yes. Yes. Uh, a new SVU podcast. And That's it's messed on up. The, and it's on the My Favorite Murder Girls uh, network, yep. which is where else should it be? Totally yep. perfect. Um, who we love, Karen and Georgia. The best. And so it debuts today, the same day that you're listening to this Tuesday. But don't go anywhere today. just yet. No, don't start clicking off. No, yep. what did Larry Sanders used to say? No flipping. Yeah. No flipping. Yeah. Uh, but you should go right over there and subscribe immediately. And speaking of subscribing, I hope people have uh, subscribed to our show. Yeah, me too. And I have Please subscribe. Seen, five star reviews. I really haven't seen our Instagram numbers climbing in the way that I thought I would. And look, I, the Ronica things are all up it. now. You got to get over there. You got to get over there. Over look it. at these products. Hot sick over I'm it. Sorry, Ronica. There we are. And I am still not verified. If you can well, believe. maybe they'll. Ronna Glickman isn't verified. No, that's 2020 though. I mean, come on. That's true. Yeah. Horrible. Well, maybe these maybe these funny, funny, funny people will will uh, lift your spirits. Who? Karen and Lisa. Yeah. Oh, I thought were well, these funny, funny, funny people? I thought you were referring to were our fans. Oh well, they're funny too. I lost the plot. I lost the plot, as they say. Oh, that's okay, Ronna. I've lost uh, my mind. Um. Well, let's find it. Should we okay. go find it and then enjoy this interview? That's a great idea. All right, dear. Yeah. 
Attention Carriage House members, Rana here to tell you all about Anchor.fm. Anchor is the fabulous app that we use to create our podcast. And let me tell you something, you can use it to create a podcast of your own. It's totally free. They have these terrific creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, if you're that sort of person. I have a staff, excuse me. And now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes, which is pretty fabulous. The possibilities are totally endless. So download the free Anchor app now or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Kiss, kiss. Brian. Rana, am I ready to live richly? Are you ready to talk about your new obsession? My luxurious treat I pay myself every chance I get. Which is? Rare tea cellar. Like the cellar in a, like Dorothy. Celador. Exactly. Yes. I got to tell you, it is, I think, Rana, I can say it's literally the best tea in the world. Yeah. This I'm comfortable is, saying it. I think that, I think actually it's fair to say that because yeah. Rod, who is the owner of this joint, excuse me. I'll be honest with you. I love that name. Uh, Rod. No one says Rod so anymore. so good. I know. He's a master tea blender. He's yeah. a member of the Urasenke Tea School. I don't know what that means, but it means something. Sounds legit. And not only is he, does he travel the world sourcing these incredible teas, which going are going to the best chefs, the best restaurants finding this stuff. He is also an ingredient saucer. So for all of those people, whenever you're saying, I'd love to make a Michelin quality this or that at home, but how, where do they get these ingredients? This is the answer, the real tea cellar. And now people can enjoy them in their own home, which is so fabulous. They have put together the most fabulous gift sets for the yes. holiday season. You just go for to- re- Ask Rana listeners. Couple just for us and then a couple of other ones. Yeah. Um, including one that has the cutest little pot. And the other thing I always like to tell people is don't worry, they include in our gift sets because they sell a lot of loose tea. They sell, uh, they include those loose tea bags so that you can make the tea at home. Right. You don't have yeah. to be frightened of the yeah. leaves. You don't they, have you... to have a tea ball or an infusion no. thing or a right. whatever. They include them. Uh, but they've got Hamoni Barrico. They've got lobster oil. They've got bourbon smoked salt. They've got yes. this gorgeous violet salt. They've got the Kakuto sugar that I love to talk about. They have the and most- Orange blossom honeys right in their own. I mean, thousands of ingredients. It's all yep. right there. And it's a fabulous way. If, if someone's a chef in your life, it's a fabulous way to elevate their game a little bit. And, and if you someone's can pick a, and choose. Of course. And if someone's have to a be soother or a self-soother, pick yeah. up that tea, babe. Yeah. But, you know. What? Uh, well, I all wanted right. to tell people there's an offer code. <sighs> Can I tell people? Please do. If you go to rareteaseller.com and you put in the code Brian, B-R-Y-A-N, no parentheses. No. But it is, I think, equipped for a capital Y. They have included that in their program in case anybody types it in with a capital Y. Fabulous. You will get 20% off your order. Again, that is not- Your first purchase. Off your first purchase. Excuse me, your first purchase. That is not- an offer code that Rana is giving to you. No. That is B-R-Y-A-N, Brian. So go to com and just start, I mean, 
indulging in these You know what's so funny, Rana? Is that really this rare tea cellar, it went through you because you have a very sort of, yeah. I mean, listen, you have a better palate than I do for like what's refined and what's delicious and what's luxurious. Sure. But then they just came straight to me and said, you did it. You do the offer code, you know? Well, they know who the real talent is on this show. They know what they know what the hat and soul of the show is, and that's what they chose for their offer code. It's always very revealing. You know if somebody's a Rana or a Brian based on what they choose for their offer code. No, but you want to know the difference, Rana? No one wants to be a Brian. They really all want to be a Rana, I, including Brian. I think everybody wants to be with Brian. That's what I think. Look. Okay, Squat. Rana's a look, but don't touch. I'm a touch. Okay, this is an ad. Can we get right. back I'm to sorry. the show, yeah. please? Right, yes. <laughs> Now, wait a minute. Oh, my God, Rana. What are I we I feel like doing? we're going to get why into some trouble today. Why are we two Jewish girls on to talk about murder with us? Why wouldn't we, Rana? It's got to be against the Talmud or something. I don't know. It, it can't why be. Why is that? Because I'm not sure. Because there's all kinds of superstition in, in uh, Yiddish culture. And okay. I'm certain that going on and on about dead bodies is probably something you're not supposed to do. So do you think a coven has just been created? Is that where you're but going? But you know with I'm a big murder person. I'm very I'm very fascinated by aberrations in human behavior. Yes. And Did so, I ever tell you about the ghost story? About the person you murdered? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to wait and tell them my ghost story. It has nothing to do with SVU or true crime, but I do want to tell them a ghost Let's story. Let's introduce them, then you can tell your ghost <laughs> story. Okay? Kara Clink, Lisa Traeger. Lisa Gibbons. Lisa here Gibbons with us today from Entertainment Tonight, who I never yes. knew was Jewish, but there you go. There it is. Uh, I'm so excited to have these dolls. I'm going to call them dolls. These dolls here with us today. They are both now, hilarious. People. They're total multi hyphenates. These two, excuse me. Yeah. And now they've now they're trying to elbow in on Tuesdays with their podcast, which is already our day. And I have to be honest with you, Rana, there's already a lot of crossover. I mean, we're practically yeah. talking about the same things on our podcast. Well, and I'm a little bit furious because their producer, Hannah Crichton, who we love, who is our celebrity I booker. I love me, her. Has now crossed over. She's crossed over into producing podcasts. She's producing this podcast with them. And when we booked them, she didn't. She very conveniently left out that they were our Tuesday competition. So Excuse everyone me. in the podcast world is against us now, Rona. That's pretty much how it feels. Is there anybody so who drops on it? We've got Naomi and Andy who come out on a Tuesday. It's awful. We're it's now just, these two. All yeah. the duos come we're, out we're on Tuesday. Constantly betrayed by people. Two for Tuesdays. That's what we're going to call it. Lisa. Yes. Kara. Hi. Welcome. Thank welcome. You. Welcome. It's so great to be here. Ladies. I've always wanted to be in the carriage house, I have to admit. Really? Car- yeah, I'm a long time, long time long- fan. Yeah. That's great. You know, I own the carriage house, so you can come in anytime <laughs> you want. But oh. whatever, Rana, I'm the one who mostly lives here. Well, you own it in the way a cat owns a house it lives in. <laughs> <laughs> You you urinate in all the corners and you don't let anybody do what they want to do. And then every once in a while, you have to go right up to the cat and hit it on the nose and say, listen, you live here because I let you live here. And I can open that door and I could close it. A cat can't be tamed, Rana. A It'll cat come can't back open a door when it goes outside. Out. That's fine. <laughs> no, my, my family cat has attacked my mother multiple times. She's had to go to the hospital. Yeah. Oh, my God. And she kept the cat even after that? Yeah, Manya had a tough life, so sure. we forgive her for Mine, their yeah. Russian. So they're Russian, so Russian. I feel like they they appreciate the attack, right? You I think your mom's it. like respect. <laughs> Manya is a Russian name. I was going to say that I had a tante Manya. 
That oh, means Aunt Manya. No, ya que por que te torsa. Un po. <laughs> I got so excited! Wow, oh Lisa. my gosh! But I love the way you said "chotia." That was awesome. Do you read, do you speak Russian in the home, Lisa? And you're in, like I with your mean, parents. I, I mean, yeah. I love hearing Russian. I think it's such a pretty language. It's a fun language, Russian. Kara, where are your people from? I am like Italian, uh, Hungarian. Probably some weird like German Dutch in there too. Sure, Where'd sure. Where'd you get yeah. the Italian from? But all Jewish? Uh, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I'm a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But I was raised Jewish. Like I went to Hebrew school. I did the whole. Uh, didn't know anything about Jesus, so I went to college. Um, I. Well, that's and a then little you converted. strange. <laughs> she has a Christmas yeah. tree. I do have she a Christmas tree. She has one for her baby too. Yeah, nice. Your husband is Jewish and not Jewish. Uh, no, my husband is not Jewish. My husband grew up Pentecostal. Ugh. Wow! Do you guys still I, practice that? No, we certainly do what, not. Speaking in tongue with tongues with the baby. <laughs> the baby probably speaks in tongues. We do they speak in a, tongues with the baby. She calls raisins wowies. So we are definitely a very cute baby. I've seen it on Instagram. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. She's please a, tell she's us about delight. your new SVU pro- podcast. So because tell us about this podcast. Law and Order yes. is one of those shows. SVU is one of those shows that I typically. It's the style of show. Like, I don't watch CSI, I don't watch, but I watch SVU. Mm-hmm. That's the one. Yeah, well, there is me, something about it. I love it. the detectives. I feel like the detectives are just better yeah. than every other franchise. You're a Mariska Hagate fan. Yeah. I actually didn't even tell Kara this, but my friend was texting me that she is um, she's doing a course in training to be a trauma coach, like a trauma helper. Okay. And they asked her to watch SVU because Mariska's bedside manner with victims is so good. Wow. That's pretty That's fabulous. Yeah. So, so Lisa, tell us how this works, this podcast. Now well, I know why you Lisa, not Liza, because in Ru- in Russian, it's L. E, it's L-U, basically. Well, Z-A. you know what my real name is? I'm, I think you're, you might like saying it more. Is Yelizaveta. Yelizaveta. Yeah. Yeah, oh, you're so good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this podcast is a dream. Kara, it was Kara's idea. She brought me along. Um, and we talk about an episode of SVU, the true crime it's based on. And then we have a guest from that episode. <gasps> and we're yeah. getting fucking people. It's That's so like a exciting. layer cake. That's so cool. Who, you, who are you getting? Can you say? Well, there's surprises, but there's okay. surprises for our guests. But we did talk to an Oscar winner the other day, and you know what it is? We're talking to people. You guys might know because you're very cultured, but I think it's a lot of people that if we said their names, most people would be like, ah, "It's not ringing any bells." But if you saw them, you'd be like, "I've seen them in everything." Because you know, probably a lot, a lot of theater of, actors is my guess. Because yes. they, yeah, yeah. they're well, from New all York. Of yeah. New York, of course, has been yeah. an SVU. Exactly. That's but so cool. I don't think it would be a spoiler to give our audience a taste of who might show up. It might just entice them to come watch. Rana, we can't put pressure on people. You're basically asking them to name names. I am asking them to share with our audience exclusively in the carriage house. I'm going to say like three credits of someone. This will be be coming out the same day as your first episode anyway. But we love a a game. Oh, wait, let's play the game. Yeah, do the game. Do the game. And is it an Oscar winner or an Oscar winning cinematographer? No. It's no, an we'll Oscar-winning actor who we don't oh, we're going to do her. Okay, so she was in... Should we, we'll just give it away, right? We're going to do the Oscar winner. Mona Lisa Smile. Oh, Julie Roberts. No. <laughs> oh. Did you... Did you <laughs> Julia Roberts on SVU has not happened yet, but hopefully... Okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I guess Mist- that's true. Mystic River. Oh, Lily, Lily Taylor. Brian no, got I it. I think Brian got it. 
Masha oh, Gay Harden. <laughs> oh, Masha Gay Harden. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I was thinking That's Mystic so cool. Pizza. I was yeah. thinking Mystic Pizza. Masha Gay Harden <laughs> is terrific. <laughs> Did she bring her Oscar to the recording? She actually no. said, she goes, oh, I should have brought it up from, because she was in her little like office. She's like, I should have brought it out. We were like. That's so great. Go ahead. And oh, that it. is something else. Yeah. That is fabulous. So how does the, just tell us quickly how it works. And then we'll, then we have to get into our show because that's not what the show's about. Right, right, yeah. right. The show is not about talking about other people's show. This show's about talking about people's problems. Sure, Ronna. So, but tell us how briefly how the show works. We're curious. So we just we jump all over the map because there's like 470 plus episodes of the show. We don't go in linear order. We pick episodes that we want to talk about that are based on true crimes. And so we just talk. What percentage of them are based on true crimes? I mean, a lot. A a lot lot of of it's a lot of rip from the headlines. A lot of rip from the headlines. Yeah. Yeah. So it's 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 a big percentage. I would say like of every season of 20 two or so episodes like at least half are um yeah. based on a true crime so uh then yeah then we so we'll walk you through the episode so even if you're not an svu person we kind of give you a funny recap of the episode anyway so even if you haven't seen it it's fun oh, to listen sweet. to and then we take you through the true crime and then we interview the actor from the show terrific that's yeah. so cool this is fun i have to say did we even say the name of, of it yet yeah it's called that's messed up an yes. svu podcast i couldn't remember if we had said it or not that's messed no, up i don't think we had okay good. And well that's we, messed up brian yeah that was your job <laughs> i know it's, i'm the um, title holder you're the, the researcher name, <laughs> the name is from like a quote of ice t ice t used to say that's messed up all the time about stuff oh i uh, see on the show He's also so, great on that show. He so is, great. but thank yeah. God he's been on that show forever because he has to pay for Coco. Yeah. yeah. And we And Baby Chanel. Love, yeah, we love Baby Chanel. I know, but it's, just one, just Chanel. I would have thought Coco would have gotten another one, but what can we do? Mm. Chanel's very special. She's, She's so very cute. cute. I can't yeah. wait to see. I can't wait till we see where all the celeb kids end up. Like, we'll, we're so lucky. We get to see them all grow up. We get up to and live their whole we lives. We are very lucky yeah. for that. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. We, get so to see, lucky. we get to see where Amber Rose's two sons end up. Yes. Sebastian yeah. and the other one who's named, you know, A squared. I mean, or I'm something. always dying to know where Surrey Cruz is going to land. Always dying uh, to you know. You know what? I'll be honest with you. I do too. <laughs> and I, I it, it's embarrassing to say, but she is someone who I'm a little bit like if I see pictures of her on on in magazines or something, yeah. I do flip through them. I'm like, I, w- I just wonder what she's yeah, up to I and how she's, know what, how she's yeah. doing. Well, I yeah. have to say, what say whatever you want about Scientology and Leah Remini and this and that. I love maybe, it. Maybe you're for it. Maybe you're against it. You're allowed to have, think whatever you want to think. Sure. But that baby. Looked Sorry? like she was from another planet. When she arrived, she looked like she was from another planet. She entirely, was a magical, and she was so alert. Even yeah. from being a month or two old, her eyes were so piercing. She was a magnificent. Do child. you think she's from Tom Cruise's planet, the planet that he gets? She's at least half from his planet, wherever okay. they are, Xenon, or wherever they're from. <laughs> Do you think you're going to raise your there child was Scientologist? Otherworldly about her. Mm. Liz is dabbling. I can tell. She's been very it's... quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, just that's scared. where they I don't can't get a foothold in Russia. Yeah. The Scientologists can't get a foothold in Russia. That's not no. Mm, and honestly, no. it's one of the most disappointing things when you're a fan of a celebrity and then you find out that they're a Scientologist. It like yeah. it hurts my heart. I know. You know what though? I always think that's maybe Tom Cruise's gift to us is that he basically gave up his whole life, whatever that was going to be. 
to be this vessel of action and adventure and enjoyment. Because the truth is, Tom Cruise has no life. That is the truth of Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise learns how to fly a helicopter and a plane and jump out of this and that because he doesn't have anything else to do. He doesn't have any other significant relationships, and this is mm. how he fills his day is by becoming the what he thinks is the most evolved person, you know, that he can stay as young as he possibly can and he can do all of these superhuman things. Mission I'll, accomplished. I'll and watch he hasn't him do filled it the position. all day long. He I'll hasn't filled the position of his old his former wife. I mean, I thought that, I don't you know, think there's he ever wanted to fill that position. Interviews. I think, yeah, I think that I don't think he ever wanted to. I think he's a lone wolf. Yeah, Can I say something really quickly? I wish I think you he would. gets enough airtime, Rana. Oh, okay. Well, we can go back to Julie Roberts, <laughs> who you want to talk about all the time. Lisa? Um, not I a do fan. know. I do read what I do like about Tom Cruise. I heard he like brings pizza for the crew, you know? Yes, I like so apparently that, he's very generous. Yeah. He's yeah, incredible like to the crew. He's very loyal and he's incredible to the crew. Uh, and he, they've been shooting all through COVID. I mean, look, you take the good, you take the bad. Uh, how many people are still scrubbing the floor on the sea or go, you know? Yeah. It's not great. Right. But he is very good and very loyal to the people that he works with. And he can make a million of those movies and I'll see them on opening day every time. I will every never time. see one ever. I, don't, I will not <laughs> I see know. anything well, with Tom Cruise in it. You, well, <laughs> that's pretty close-minded of all of you, I have to say. <laughs> you are denying yourself the pleasure of watching a man jump off a Burj Khalifa in, the, uh, in a sandstorm. <laughs> and that's something I want to say. I watch YouTube videos of him doing stunts sometimes because I right. like that element of him. But yeah, I'm not sp- I don't want to go to a movie yeah. with him. A full I think plot. you need to examine that, Laser, because it sounds like all the time you're watching those videos, you've already sat through at least four of his movies. <laughs> <laughs> He's an excellent movie star. Should we get into these questions? That's, oh, that's I true. I know that's I true. I'm dying to hear more about when Lisa's family came from Russia and whether her mother voted for Trump. Okay. The Russians love Trump. They Lisa? sure do. Um, no, they didn't vote. Um, and we Few. came in 1990. But I, oh, that's refuseniks. Yes. No, uh-huh. the Russian Jews. I don't know what that means. That's what a Russian Jew is. A refusenik is when you oh. were trying, they kept applying to leave over and over again. And yeah. they were told that they couldn't. And then finally, at some point, all these synagogues and lobbies, et cetera, et cetera, help people and get Fran out. Lebowitz. Fran Lebowitz, I think, spoke in Washington to try to get us over too. Not yeah. us specifically, but. Is that true? She, yeah, she yeah. talks about it in her documentary that they all the Jews ended up booing her because she made a funny joke. And then like rabbis, they had to escort her out. <laughs> I believe every second She's of it. She's so fabulous. She There's really no is. There's better. no one better. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right, I'll have to hear another time, but I want to hear where they were from, where they were during the war. These are all the things I'm interested in. My How parents also voted for Trump, if anyone cares. What's they that? Did vote for my Trump. parents did vote for Trump, if so you did care mine. about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. In Connecticut, in New yeah. Canaan, so yeah, all they vote, care about their is vote money. means nothing. Their vote means nothing in but their state. But it means all they care about is m- money in Israel. Is that the situation? Yes, yes that is. <laughs> Rana, you've nailed it so hard on the head. Okay. I am going to read the first question. Hello, Rana, Bryant, and guests. Kara, Lisa. Excuse me. Very rare that we have two guests on at once. Excuse me. We appreciate the exception. That's messed up. That is messed up. Kara, you also have to give a shout out to your brother, who's the show's biggest fan. Oh, yeah. My brother is obsessed with you, Rana. Oh, you have a gay brother? I do have a gay brother who wore (laughs) matching... 
who wore matching t-shirts with a bunch of his girlfriends to one of your live shows once um, that said Shayna Punham on them and he did want oh, he did I remember the Shayna yeah. Punhams. He's a gay doctor. He took a he took a photo with you and you were like gay doctor. So yeah. I oh, remember wow. your brother and I remember yeah. their shirts which were very cute. Yeah. Um, it was at the Bell House in Brooklyn. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So uh, Brian's getting hot under the collar. <laughs> Tell me more about this brother. <laughs> he's oh, very he's, cute. He is engaged. Well, oh, that doesn't mean nothing. he's married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yes. true. That's true. It's never yeah. too late. Engagement. It's just he a did challenge. text me and said, "Tell Rana and Brian I'm in love with both of them." He did you text know what? me earlier. That's in this half week. the battle. Yeah. I just have to text him back now. Brian, we had a video posted today from Garode Ferelli, a favorite Irishman. He's Irish. Who was talking all about our fabulous coffee, which hopefully you gals have received. If you have it, it's on its way, Uh, including our new Ronica blend, which is our Hanukkah blend, excuse me, uh, which is sort of a chocolatey mocha inspired by the guilt of the season. Sure. But Garode Ferrelli, who's in Ireland, I had to send this coffee all the way to him in Ireland, which, you know, cost me an arm and a leg. Yeah. Well, and just he, make sure that you pay that because I, I don't have I time. I took it right money. out of your salary. Okay. Don't worry. Right. And I, uh, in any event, he did a, a video for us of him drinking the coffee. And part of the way through the video, he snaps into wearing a tuxedo because he says his life has changed so much now that he drinks our fabulous, sophisticated coffee is to wear a tuxedo. Like slim fast. But the, <laughs> but the, like, just like Jenny Craig, but the yes. real, the real kicker is he says he's been Googling pictures of you in a Speedo on the beach and he hasn't found any yet. I need to take some. Lisa, you'll come with me. So I would love that. Okay, perfect. You might need to watch that video. I've been putting this aside for a long time. I've even procrastinated writing this email because I was afraid of facing my emotions. I'm to the point now where I've been contemplating whether I should break up with my boyfriend or not. I'm to the point where I'm contemplating. You've been contemplating the whole time before you wrote the letter. And every time I begin to think about it, I stopped myself. But after listening to the podcast one day, I decided that not only do I need to help, do I need help deciding what to do, I also need to face this. My boyfriend and I have been together for almost three years. He's 24, I'm 22. We met in high school and were friendly acquaintances, but in my second year of college, he confessed to me that he always had a crush on me. We started dating shortly after that. He was never someone I imagined myself with, and the attraction wasn't completely there at first, but as we got closer, he became the love of my life. Best friend alert. He's my first boyfriend and my first love. I even lost my virginity to him. We dated all through college as long as a long-distance couple because he moved about four hours away and two states over. Somehow we made it work and we visit each other about once Four a month. Four hours in two states? <laughs> God, how so I, it was... <laughs> I was... I was uh, thinking about I was like Rhode states. Island. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is New, yeah, this is either New England. This is, uh, this is the East Coast. Because everywhere sure. else, you can't get anywhere in four hours. I, yeah. I was yeah. shocked. Brian's from Texas, so he thinks it's four hours to go pick up a prescription from a pharmacy. <laughs> Correct. Correct. People from giant states like that don't mind driving anywhere. But if you're from Connecticut, if anybody asks you to go over 20 minutes, 45 minutes oh, is the so maximum far. you could possibly do an errand. If somebody said... Why don't you come over and pick this up? It'll be ready at three. You say, I might have to come on Saturday if it's 45 (laughs) minutes away. So true. 
Two states. Okay, where were you? He's my first boyfriend, my first love, two states over. Somehow we made it work and we visit each other about once a month or once every two months. So never. Oddly enough, I think the distance made us stronger because obviously we hated being apart, but whenever we got together, it was all worth it. I graduated from college early this year. Now I live on my own with my first job. While he still lives with family and is working on getting his own place soon and even possibly moving closer to me. But lately, I've felt like we've lost our spark. Admittedly, I don't get the butterflies or as excited when I see him or even talk to him on the phone. Little things that he does have also been annoying me more and more, and I can sometimes come across as cold or annoyed when I'm with him. I feel like little things, that's not good. I feel like little things he does or the way he behaves sometimes just rub me the wrong way. And I honestly feel like I may be outgrowing him. I hate to admit it, but sometimes the attraction isn't even there anymore. I find myself cringing at certain things he does. Not that it's anything bad or crazy, but it's just not attractive to me anymore. I hate feeling this way, and I hate the way it affects him sometimes because he doesn't deserve it, especially when all he does is love me unconditionally. Don't worry, it's only four more paragraphs this time. (laughs) He fits the perfect picture of what a boyfriend should be. He's a perfect gentleman, is very emotionally in tuned and loyal and respectful, and I'm told all the time how lucky I am to be with him. But sometimes I feel like he's infatuated a lot more than I am. He's been in multiple relationships before, and he has had his heart broken many times. So for him, this relationship is the last stop to marriage. Put on the brakes for a second here. He lives at home. He's on his way to getting married. Yeah. (laughs) Excuse me. Excuse me. She just graduated college? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Correct. You may use my name. So this is another one we're breaking up with a boyfriend for her. Okay. Uh, he's told me multiple times that he wants me to be his wife. I go along with it most times because I truly can't see myself with anyone else, but the idea of getting married right now is not something I am interested in at all, no matter who I'm with. I'd just rather get my life going first, and he's okay with that. I think about all of these thoughts, but at the same time, I can't imagine myself with anyone else, and the thought of breaking up with him breaks my heart because I do still love him a lot and care. And I know that he will be completely shattered if we're no longer together, and so would I. I can't imagine myself without him, but at the same time, I can't ignore these feelings, and it's not fair to him to love me. And can- this is the longest letter I think we've ever received. It's, it might. It's up there. It is up there. This is this is. An and yet we've learned nothing new since about the third sentence. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Look, I'm delighted that she say- shared this with us, but we need to work on our comprehension, uh, on our editing skills here sure. a little bit. We're going to have to start instituting a word count. Yeah. That's a great idea, Rana. Yeah, she I'm going to talk. Him. I'm going to talk right, yeah, to yeah, Adam okay. O'Burn. Oh, here uh, comes the Russian. Say it in Russian now. <laughs> <laughs> However you say it in Russian, that's how you say it. <laughs> she doesn't love him. She doesn't love him. Yeah, she doesn't. Yeah. Well, let's let her finish her letter in case there's a last ditch effort telling us what yeah, she might like, turn I'm this pregnant. whole. <laughs> exactly. You never know. Sometimes there's a twist at the very end, but I don't see one coming. Uh, she may have murdered sh- him by the end of the letter. He'll be shattered. I'll be shattered. Okay. I can't imagine myself without him, but that's because you're 20. You can't imagine anything. Yeah. But at the same time, I can't ignore these feelings, and it's not fair to love him unconditionally. For him to love me unconditionally when I can think of a long list of things that I'd like to change about him. Excuse me. Am I being shallow for thinking like this? There are a ton of things that I still do appreciate about him, though. 
I'm just not sure what to do or how to approach the situation. I'm also afraid that if I leave him, I'll never find as good a guy as him and will regret, oh, please. Because at our age, he really is one in a million. So should I end things and endure the pain or stay with him and work through the little things that make me cringe or annoyed? Because despite everything, he has never wronged me, wronged me, and has done nothing but just love and care for me. But I would also hate myself if I made him change who he is. This is a letter written by a 20-year-old. He has no idea I feel this way. Yes, he does. Right. I haven't even fully admitted these feelings to myself, much less my friends. So I'm writing this in tears awe to finally get, and that's a genuine awe, not a, not a jerk awe. Sure. Uh, to get some kind of guidance. Thank you in advance, and I appreciate you all. Love, Jen. You may use Jen as my name. Lisa, hit it. Um, yeah, don't be in a loveless marriage and then divorce at 45 and then be, yeah, you're going to be mad that you wasted your life with this guy. Yeah. Deal with pain. Learn about it. Kara. I I mean, I agree with what Rana said. You're 22. You can't imagine yourself with anyone else because you've never been with anyone else. Like, it doesn't really matter to me that this guy is perfect on paper. If you have, if you have a bunch of problems with him, then you got to face those problems. Listen, there's, I'm married to my husband. I very much love him. He does a ton of stuff that makes me cringe. So you got to separate the stuff that's like stuff that makes you cringe or stuff that you're like, I can't, this is a deal breaker. I cannot live with this. You know, um, I, it sounds to me like you also need to date like one other person. And it's crazy that you're saying, <laughs> oh, right. I forgot that you're about saying that part. at 22 at, at our age, I'm not going to find another guy like him. You're, you're 22 years old. You'll, you'll find someone else. Like it's just, well, you're going to find a lot of worse guys than him for about the next six years. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. I gotta and be honest. Called being in your twenties, he also yeah. seems obsessed with her, so she can go slut it up, and I bet he'll be waiting there if she really wants to go back to. <laughs> well, listen, my husband that's and I true. broke up. We broke up for we broke up for six months and got back together, and then we got married. So it's I'm not. It's not like you could do a like a let's break up They're and see how we married. do. These people are not getting married. <laughs> yeah, she's not. He wants to get married, and he lives with his parents. Talk about a wet blanket. I was going to say, this guy sounds kind of annoying. I mean, I'm sure he is emotionally mature, or so you think, who really knows. But I wouldn't want to be with someone who necessarily was, you know, and maybe this is self-hatred, but who was infatuated with me and doted on me and also did things that made me cringe. I, that's but a, that that's is a tall why order. he does things that make her cringe. Oh, of course. Yeah. That is why it's a tall order for... Even or I should with, say that's even if why were, they make her cringe. Even if you were older, the, the idea that this guy lives at home four hours away. You, you see, see him You see him six to ten times a year, it sounds like. That's right. And that's way a too year. few many times to allow yeah. for that much annoyance. Do you know what I mean? Like, you don't yeah. like this dude. You're annoyed because you're annoyed at yourself. And you're doing a classic thing, which is the thing you need to check. You're doing the thing where you're making him annoying because you want a reason to break up with him. Mm. So you're trying, you're pushing him away, basically. And that's something you need to check now because it's a crappy characteristic. Everybody does it and you never feel good about it, at least if you're a half decent person. You do it, you can't stand doing it, you hate that you're doing it, and, and then you feel crappy about it that you've done it. So don't do that. Just pull the Band-Aid off and break up with this guy now. You don't want to, you are 22 years old. You have your whole life ahead of you. You have 
no idea who you are or what you exactly. want long term. This guy actually, truthfully, and he may be the loveliest person in the world, he's just a house cat, okay? He may be the same person that he is now that he is when he's 40 and 60 and 80. He will go on in life. He will get a job. He will do well. But he's a guy that wants to be married and he wants to have a family. And he's probably going to get married when he's 26. And that's great if that's what he wants. But that is not what you want. And you're not also, you're also, I hate to tell you, not in a real relationship. Your best friends who live two states in four hours apart. <laughs> and he, and the sad news of this is he's not going to be your best friend anymore. But you know what? You're going to lose a lot of best friends in your lifetime. And this is just going to be the first one. And it's going to hurt like hell. But if you really do love him, you should not stay with him. It's disrespectful. And you should really do it, especially if you do think a lot of this guy, you should really do it. The kindest thing for you to do is to break up with him. And along with that, to make the breakup really kind. Yes. Because you just want, I just wouldn't say like, you're just annoying and you're too this and you're too that. Like, there's Mm. just no point. But I will say that sort of in her defense, it's clearly some kind of a pattern with this guy that he is constantly heartbroken. And I think it's because he comes on too strong and wants too much for someone so young, maybe. I think that's probably true. But I also he's, think he's 22. Yeah, you, that's all you do is get your heart broken. He's just a relationship person. He yeah. wants to be in a relationship. And most people that age don't want to be in those kind of relationships, as Lisa, you were saying, Brian. I was just going to say, it seems like he's projecting a lot onto her. That, and it's not really even about her. That's, I think you're right. Because I think what he wants more than anything is commitment and a wife. Yeah, because yeah, he say, needs help moving out of his parents' house. That's and his number one goal. A Completely. teammate. He wants a teammate. And yeah. she says, I think this is the last stop on the relationship <laughs> train for him at 22. Like, what? But that's, may, that's unstable. It, yeah. no, it, it may be. Some people are very old-fashioned, and they want to be married young, and they want to have kids young. And not everybody lives a non-traditional, you know, they they want to move to the city, and they want to be an artist. And they, there are people that want this. I this wonder if they're Mormon, and that's not a dig. I just what that is a thing. I just wonder if maybe they're they're. I think they're uh, just small town. Well, small. what's the difference? I am going to yeah. get tattooed on my body four hours and two states away. <laughs> <laughs> that is my next tattoo for sure. Honestly, that is what I took the most away from this. Is like, <laughs> yes. how is that possible? We see each other once a month or once every two months. Right. I was in a long distance no relationship. Spark. I was in a long distance relationship once, and. When you're together, it's like vacation. Like there should right. be sparks. You're like yeah. going play. You know, it's so much fun. You're spending yeah, money. You're fucking. You shouldn't be like cringing. <laughs> Told exactly. Yeah. Spreading, spreading seeds eagles. and legs and <laughs> yeah. eagles. That's right. <laughs> you well, ready for the next one? None of that's happening. Oh. Yeah. All right, dear. But I. But just remember what Brian said. Be kind when you do this. None of this is about, and be honest, because in order to not be honest, in order to not hurt his feelings, you're going to want to not be honest. And so you're going to think it's better to be a bitch, basically, than it is to be honest. And it really isn't. The only thing, you're going to hurt his feelings either way. Right. Hurt his feelings with the truth. Not with something that makes, people make the mistake of doing that math. Well, if I look like an asshole, then that person won't miss me. 
It'll just be easier for them to, you know, this is the subconscious math that we do. If mm. I'm a jerk, then he won't miss me because why does somebody want to be with a jerk? Jerk. Be honest, but you don't have to be overly honest to the point of skewering him. You just have to say, I'm not ready for this kind of relationship. And I know that you are and you want to move forward in a certain way. And I really don't. And I just feel like I have a lot of, I have a lot of growing and learning to do. And we can't do that together. I have to do that on my own. Yeah, because he might say stuff like, it's fine, I'll wait, I'll wait for yes, you. We don't have to get married right now. He'll yeah. make a bunch of excuses, but I agree. You have to just be I'm like, just I think I need to be on my place. own right now. I'm not in the same place. And mm. it's, it breaks my heart that you're not going to be in my life in the same significant way, but, but it's not fair. You could basically. also put a knife to your neck and say, either we break up or this is over for me. <laughs> Because yeah. you could really tell what kind of person he is. Well, you'd have to wait two months, four states, and two hours, or two states and four hours to do I think we've got an indie movie. I yeah. think we've got an indie movie. I think we do. And a tattoo. All right, <laughs> and, I, and I'm going to steal from this um, house cat. That's, that's such yes. a nice descriptor. He's a yeah, house cat. He's a house cat. Yeah. All right. How do you say that in Russian? Kitty. The Mashnia Koshka. The ma- the koshka. That's koshka. right. Koshka, yes. Koshka. The Mashnia Koshka. <laughs> Okay. Of course. <laughs> Hello, Rana, Brian, and special guests. Today, it's to Kara Clank and Lisa Traeger. I just finished listening to the latest Ronica episode while sipping my shades of vanilla, that's our coffee, and heard you talking of wanting to travel to my state. Amazing. Don't come right now. Oh. We are... Oh. <laughs> we are- my bag was packed at the door, like in the Bachelorette. So I'm glad that that's not that, that they warned us. Yeah, we are in essence a shit show. But if you have plans to make a trip in the future, I would love to share some favorite places of mine. I don't know where she lives. I live on the flat, boring side of the state. I but think the West- South Dakota, because remember we. Oh, were you're right. We did talk about in South Veronica, Dakota. We talked about South Dakota. But the western side yeah. is gorgeous. Now to my question. South Dakota. Oy. Backstory first. Feel free to shorten. No, we don't have time to edit. We'll just have to get through it. My parents divorced about 10 years ago when I was in college. There have always been issues with my father that led to the divorce, but the aftermath of it was very messy and had a great effect on my younger siblings especially. Money became very tight. I had to come home to help my mom mom often as there were still six kids at home, and my dad wasn't following through on his child support. Speaking of Mormons. Yeah. My dad wasn't following through on his child support or expenses he was supposed to pay. Ultimately, it was ultimately I was already unsure about continuing a relationship with my father when the divorce was happening, but his lack of care for his family, lack of support for his kids, and mean and hateful things he would say to people made me realize that I just didn't need that in my life. I met an amazing man over five years ago who is now my husband of two years. He's been the absolute best role model for all of my siblings and shows up for them in ways I never could have imagined. After we had gotten engaged, I called my dad to tell him, because my older brother and younger sister still talk with him, but not the rest of us, I knew if I didn't call, he would find out from them and cause drama. He had been invited to our wedding, but chose not to come because he didn't want to be embarrassed, whatever that means. He didn't have a role in the wedding, and maybe he would have been embarrassed that all the family saw that? No idea. He doesn't talk to most of the family anyway. My husband and I are now getting to the point of our lives where we are thinking about starting our family and having children. There are currently four grandchildren in the family from my brother and sister, respectively. What I'm trying to decide is, do I bring my future child to meet my dad? I haven't seen him in years. But I know my siblings take their kids out to see him. 
Will my child be upset that their cousins see their grandfather, but they don't? I just don't know what to do. Hmm. My husband will support whatever decision feels the best to our future family, but what decision that is, I just don't know. Thank you for your show. It brings me so much joy. Ronica has been the best gift for gift ideas for my mother and mother-in-law, two amazing women who won't buy nice things for themselves. Sincerely, Rebecca. Hmm. Wow. This is, yeah. this is a real one. I know. This hits close to home for me. Kara, let's, <laughs> let's go. I am also the oldest of six children. My siblings and I are currently not speaking to my father. So it's a very similar um, wow. situation. My brother did just have a baby two months ago, three months ago, September, that he has not introduced to my dad. So I get it. This is a totally hard hard situation. I don't, are your parents married? So I'm just yes. curious about what they did. Oh, they yes. are. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hanging it. on by a thread, but yes. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I, I, I mean, I don't think you need to worry about your child saying like, why do my cousins get, that's that's far down the road. And that's, I think you need to do like what what's good for you. Like there's, I mean, I'm trying to read books about narcissism in your parents and stuff like that and, and yeah. get a handle on it. But like, I think you need to, I don't think you want to put yourself in a position where your kid is seeing you um, be upset or have a bad or have a bad relationship with your father in front of them. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Do you guys, what are, what are your guys' thoughts? I was just I also, child, I have a child that's that my, what I was gonna my ask. father has met. Okay. But now because of COVID, I haven't seen my father in a year. So, and the Got not it. speaking to your father happened after your daughter was born? Yes. Okay. So there was an inciting incident, but everybody looked back into the past and said, this guy's been this guy forever. Yeah. And now, now he's done this thing to the family in some mm-hmm. way, mm-hmm. a betrayal of some kind. Yeah. Very tricky. And now your brother has, you're the only two that have kids? Yes. My brother has kids. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So no one else has had to deal with this issue just yet. Right. But none and of he- you are speaking to him. None of us. Much like, the, well, I guess two pe- members of two this of family. them are, yeah, but yeah. none of us are. We are Kara, like sort of a united. If it makes you feel front. any better, I'm not either. <laughs> Speaking to her father. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. In solidarity, that I, really hit. I, him. I am, but I am, but just because he's funny, Rana. <laughs> <laughs> so insensitive. Well, I, are- only, I only see him at the club, so it's just a quick. <laughs> okay, you know. Oh, when you're when you're in Connecticut, yeah, it's just a quick. Right. You know. He's well, fun. I'm sorry, Kara. That's rough. I have a friend whose sister has kept her children a secret for years from her mother. Her mother does not know they exist. That's- does she have a relationship with her mother? No. Okay, so and she's just like you're been, out. Yeah, everyone's been told not to post any photos or to, you know anything of her children, and I can't believe mm. they've kept it a secret this long. It's pretty that's impressive. Very strange. Yeah. Yes. It I is. mean, and even <laughs> if the mother, even if the mother, I mean, I'm assuming that mother is mentally unstable, and people think she's dangerous. The, this person, yeah, she, yeah. yeah. I think okay. like in our situation, we're withholding the children right now. My brother's withholding the children as a way to like help my dad do some self-reflection and sure. sort of like, but it, but again, like, I don't even know if that's possible and that might not be possible with the, the writer's father. Well, either. You're all like, waiting for the other shoe to drop with your mother. You're yeah. waiting for her to make her decision about whether she wants to stay married to this guy that she's been with forever or whether she wants to forge a new path. And at the moment we're in COVID. And actually, mm-hmm. I have to say, it's very touching to me that you that 
as painful as it must be for the family, that you're all obviously trying to support your mother and help her to a place where she can see a world where this maybe isn't. And also support yourselves. I mean, I don't know your situation exactly, but it's such narcissistic behavior to expect people to put up with that forever, Mm -hmm. you know? And at a certain point, I do think you have to take care of yourself, which is why all I can say really, Kara, I think is echoing what you said, which is just the child isn't old enough yet to really to talk to the cousins about it. So it does seem like you have, there's a lot of time you can buy with that. And I think you're right. I think the last thing a child or a baby wants, even before they speak or anything is a stressed out parent, you know? And you can always change your mind. You can always at four or five be like, Oh, let's give it a try. And then be like, that's a mistake. Never again. Or wow, this was actually nice. Mm -hmm. And we can, you know, you don't, it doesn't have to be an all or nothing decision right out of the womb. This is an evolving situation. First of all, they don't even have a family yet. They haven't had the kids yet. The starting of of thinking about having kids. But obviously, to our letter writer, Rebecca, her family is incredibly important to her. She comes from a huge family. What I'm going to say is a Mormon family, but who knows? She comes from a huge family. She moved home to help essentially fill the plug the holes in the dam that her father left. And she married this wonderful guy who has been an incredible father figure to the family or just male role model and has stepped in in so many ways. And so my guess is she's feeling conflicted about they all held up the scaffolding of this family. And now this guy gets to walk back through the door while, and enjoy the grandchildren. And my guess is that Rebecca is too nice of a person to think of it in those terms, but that's probably what's gnawing at her a little bit is this guy, this guy is a narcissist, as we're saying, he destroyed everything around him and he's still going to get the rewards of that. And I don't want to be a person who's playing tug of war with my family members, but I think Rebecca, you have to, first of all, you have this wonderful husband. What a blessing that you have this wonderful, strong relationship in your life. You two have to decide what is best for your family. And I mean you and him and this but baby. But the husband's not going to get involved with the grandfather. He's no. just that's the, he's probably going to leave that decision entirely up to her, would be my guess. Well, he may, he may, he may, but as Lisa was saying, this is an evolving situation. So yeah. then if, if the father does something, because guess what? Guess who that father's going to disappoint? That baby at some point. And then it's going to be personal for the for the husband. Mm. But at the moment, they don't have the baby yet. So they this is all theoretical. But of course, they want to have a bunch of kids. And they're just trying to figure out when the solar system realigns itself, where, where these planets end up, essentially. But look, there are a lot of ways people do life. And people spend a lot of time trying to shelter their children from certain decisions or relationships or dynamics smoking cigarettes um outside your with with taking the butts out of your daughter-in-law's ashtray in your apartment and smoking the end of those cigarettes that That was was one of the questions our best questions we ever got (laughs) uh with my father-in-law keeps smoking my cigarettes and he and then he criticizes me for smoking and he pretends he doesn't smoke but he smokes the end of her cigarette butts and he's a doctor by the way out on a balcony in brooklyn (laughs) It's dark. Oh, my God. 
There are people who don't speak to the... It's very hard. If you come from a healthy family, it's almost impossible to understand when people say, I don't speak to this person, I don't speak to that person. And everybody always thinks that parents are deserving of redemption and that relationships need to be repaired, especially when these milestones happen, having a new family. And the truth is that most of the time that's true, but there are people in this world who behave poorly for the duration of their lives, and there is a cost to that. And in some ways, your father is the grandfather of this child, and in some ways, he's just a schmuck. Mm. And you don't want this schmuck in your child's life because Another it's upsetting thing- to you. Yeah. I, I was just going to say... Um- Another thing is that, you know, legally speaking, and I don't really know where I'm going with this, but legally speaking, parents do have rights. Grandparents don't. And I think it's that Mm. way for a reason, because the idea is that the parents sort of know what's best for the baby. I will also say, in terms of relationships with the parents, I have definitely gone periods, years, where I have not spoken to my parents. And then also to Lisa's point, where I did, um, and, you know, we're in a medium-sized place right now. But I think when the first time I was like, I can't take this anymore – I sort of set it in my head as if that were for life, you know, like yeah. I can't take this anymore for, and for, I'm done for the rest of my life. And that really isn't true. And it's not fair to you really fuck if it's fair to them, but it's not fair to you. I will also say that parents a lot of times are sort of strangers. I mean, listen, they do the biggest job in the world, which is raising you. That is, there's no bigger job in the world, but they raise you from zero to 18, when you don't even know yourself. So by the time you figure that all out, it makes sense that your relationship changes with them. Um, and you just kind of have to get to know each other better, I guess. But this guy sounds like a jerk. And hopefully you're in therapy. Definitely. Yes. Well, and also sure. you have to remember too that like they're your children. So you have more, you have boundaries that you can set that maybe you feel like you never were allowed to set when it was just your father daughter relationship. Like you don't ever have to like send your grandkid yes. to go be at his house alone for three days. Excellent I don't plan point. on ever doing that with my kids. You know, like you can do supervised visits, a trip to McDonald's and then bye bye. Like you don't have to do anything that you feel like is going to set your kid up for disappointment or anything like that. Like you set the rules. And why don't we also see what kind of overtures he makes when this happens? Yeah. Because a lot of times this can be a bridge to a different kind of relationship. Just as you're saying, just because you had a certain relationship with him doesn't mean the family can't have some kind of a limited relationship with him. It doesn't mean you are forgiving him for everything that he did. It just means that you're allowing him to partake on some level in this. I do think it speaks a lot to this man's character that he was embarrassed to go to the wedding and lashed out about it and didn't hang his head and go. Do you know what I mean? Like this guy was scared of what people were going to think about He's that. He's not a good guy. No. Yeah. But this is on your terms. It's not on his terms. Totally. And your siblings can decide to do whatever they want to do, but they have their own dynamics with him mm-hmm. from, you know, abandonment, this, that. You were a little yeah. older. And they didn't have to give up on college and move back and help their mother. You know, she has, yeah. she had a lot on her shoulders that maybe the younger ones didn't. And so they don't have the same animosity towards him. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. But why don't you wait till you have the baby first and focus on being happy with your husband right now because this is a nice time in your life. And you have a lot of wonderful things in your life. Try not, but not to put too much energy into that dark bucket. That and congratulations your, your for not ending up with a man like your father. No, and going kid, that's a tough way. 
pattern to break. Excellent point. And I also would say, again, maybe I'm reading too much into this, but if there's a religious element, I would pick, when you pick a therapist, if you don't have one already, that's something to explore. This idea of how large that looms in your life, this idea of forgiveness and redemption and all of that, because I'm a big one on forgiving, but I'm not such a big one on forgetting. Totally. Same here. People, you know, there are patterns that people mm-hmm. display in their lives. Yeah, you just have to be cautious after something like that. You have like to keep that. an eye out on that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, one more. Yes, Don't worry. Good. It's I very I thought you were going to just leave us. That's my biggest, <laughs> I like I like one more. <laughs> <laughs> well, we actually have one Bye. more. Then we have the giveaway, Lisa, which oh, you nice. will have to just go with your gut on that, who's going to get the giveaway. Oh. And then uh, we read a cliffhanger, which you can either stay for or not stay for. That's entirely up to you. Oh, I'm staying. So think so, it over. Sure, oh, sure. But really, I will say terrible people leave and good people stay while we read yeah. the cliffhanger. Yeah. It's a bit We're of a Rorschach test. Dear Ron and Brian, I've been listening since the jump. Oh, cute. That is well, so fun, cute. Fun talk. Fun talk. Do you know what that means, Rana? In you two, the jump means the start, the beginning. Good. Good work, Rana. Yeah. And you two are simply the best. Simply is in, in uh, asterisks. She's 80s. The humor, the class, and the insight are all top of the line. So truly, thank you. All right. Now for my question. I'm in love with my best friend, and I don't know how if I should tell her. We can call her Anne. I'll save you the saga, but we went to high school together and college. I'll save you the saga. Here comes the saga. Oh, and this, yeah. <laughs> we dated briefly in high school. I'm two years older than her, a senior when she was a sophomore. When I went to college, we had an on and off relationship. The communication wasn't great. I didn't know what I wanted. And we both ended up heartbroken at different times. Much of that had, I'm always impressed when people express something cleanly like that. The idea of being heartbroken at different times. It's a very simple statement, but it says a lot to me about, I understand completely what that means. Much of that had to do with me being an idiot and a mess. Sure, you're in college. I reached a point in college where I aired all my grievances and affection in one giant late night text. Needless to say, it didn't go over great. Honestly, we didn't speak for a couple of years. Then slowly but surely seeing her here and there at friends get togethers, we started to interact again. And then when the pandemic hit, we really started talking again. And since March, we've been talking almost every day. We watch TV together one or two nights a week. We took a small trip together, got tested beforehand with some other friends. She's an artist. I'm an artist. We share our work with each other and have plans to work on some projects coming up. I have a tight bubble and have decided to add her to see if we can work in person on these upcoming projects. I'm completely at a loss for what to do. I'm in a 12-step program and have talked to my sponsor who has given me helpful advice about accepting the possibility that we might be better off as friends. He's also been encouraging about a feelings conversation as it would be good practice in communication and letting go of the results. My therapist, who's been with me for most of the arc of this saga with Anne, is a bit more wary. He has cautioned me against sharing my feelings, fearing a repeat of when I shared my feelings a couple of years ago. He asked me some helpful questions about why I think I need to tell her how I feel slash ask her how she feels. What needs to change? Why now? Has she given you any signs? 
I don't know if I have great answers for those questions. I really care about our friendship and I don't want it to go away. I also can't deny my feelings and part of just, and part of me just wants to know if I should let it go or if she could ever see us dating again. We occasionally talk about the subject of each other's dating lives to the effect of you still on the apps? Yep. Anything happening? Nope. And we don't talk about our romantic feelings for other people. Am I doomed here? I've written pros and cons lists. I'm 25 and she's 22. I fear it's coming to the point where I can't hide my feelings, but I also don't want to ruin the friendship. Part of me hopes that the friendship is solid as I believe it it is. Uh, Part of me believes that if the friendship is solid, as I believe it is, it could weather a conversation like that. Another part of me doesn't want to make it weird in the middle of doing these upcoming projects. Ah! It was going so well. And then then Kathy arrived. Sure thing. (laughs) What do you both think? Should I share my feelings with her? Should I ask her how she feels? Should I keep it to myself and wait for more clarity? Should I let it go and just accept the friendship? Should I wear a mustache and create a fake identity and start a different friendship with her so I can ask her how she feels about me as someone else? That last one was Brian inspired. I really ended up rambling here despite my best efforts. As you can tell, I'm all sorts of twisted up on this one. Love you both endlessly. Your guidance would be infinitely appreciated. Kiss, kiss, Mac, he slash him. Tell her. Just (gasps) tell her. Wow. No? I don't know. But I've also, I mean, the mustache thing was a joke, but I would definitely ask a friend to do some digging for me. Sure. I'd be like, bring it up and see if they want they want some. This is what you do. You get dressed up in a white tux and tails, and you rent a gigantic white limousine, and you have mm. about 15 dozen red flowers. Yeah. And then and you, you go s- to her studio, outside her studio. You climb up <laughs> the fire escape. Yeah. You put on Tosca, I think, <laughs> and you say, uh, whatever happened when the the prince kissed the princess and she says she kissed him right back and then oh pretty woman but also another idea another idea is i just think yeah you should i think you should tell her because it, it also just feels sort of like how could this friendship be nothing but painful for you if you have these feelings and yeah, just and get eventually rid she, of them? Eventually she's going to meet someone and that's going to crush you. Completely. Like you're not having a t- completely honest relationship with your best friend anyway. You'll move fast it way you'll move past it way faster if she says I don't have those feelings for you any longer. Then okay, case closed. Otherwise it's just sort of this I don't know, this uh, uh, watching a mime and trying to figure out what they want. Just just ask her. <laughs> Just say like, (laughs) just say I feel I still have feelings for you. And I think in your letter, I loved the sentence. Would you ever consider dating again? Or would you ever? She said something like, or he said something. I can't remember what it was, but it was like, would you ever consider maybe connecting again in that way? I think that's a very mild, gentle question. I think where you got in trouble the first time is texting. So I wouldn't do that again. I would just. Well, that was a very drunk text, is what that it was. was. No, it was. It's a very there drunk text. Are, but also the medium the message. issues in the background here. But also and the wait, medium's And wait, and what do we feel about the project, so? Like oh, the things so, that they have coming up. So the other thing I would say is, if you can't express it yourself, express it in body paint. And I would cover your <laughs> entire 
I would cover your entire body. Well, I with like paint. anything that involves splatter paint. Absolutely, center center painting <laughs> yeah. of your penis, and say before you, and then it's flaccid, and then after you, and then it's like a cactus. Yeah, I Do you think I don't know. That's a good question. Can survive? No. If she okay. I think you're right, though. I do think that is tricky with the with the working together. That is tricky. Yeah, like it's. I mean, do you wait to have this conversation until these no, projects are this wrapped working, up? No, forget the working together is an excuse to spend more time together. Yeah. this doesn't have any. They're not working on anything. Okay, <laughs> they're not. There's nothing going on here. There are a couple of artists. They work independently. They occasionally do things with other people. It's an excuse to spend more time with her. You are a fascist, Rana. You are anti-art. I'm not, I'm absolutely pro art, but I'm also pro people's motivations. And okay. the, the, there's two red flags here to me. The sponsor and the therapist are both telling him not to do this. Right. And I think oh. that is because they fear that he is not far enough along in his recovery and that he sees this as this, this is his white whale. This is the thing that he ruined that was perfect, that he ruined with his addiction. And so they think, this is what they think. I don't know if this is true, actually, to, to Max credit. But this is what their fear is, is that this, is, this was his un, part of, a big part of his unraveling. And that he wants to make to make this right and to feel whole that he didn't destroy his whole life with this addiction and that this was this thing that got away. I forgot about the sponsor and you I think if both of those people are telling him no, I would listen to that. Well, I'm not saying they're necessarily right, but I because I think that's also very tricky with addiction and therapy and there's all these rules around that and yeah. some some of them are very helpful and some of them are just constructs and in every person's situation is different. And from the reading of the letter, it sounds like he's very in love with her and he would love to see this develop into something. I have a suspicion that the therapist and the sponsor have a suspicion that as soon as, if it goes well, he'll dump her again. As soon as he gets what he wants, he'll dump her again. Or if he doesn't get what he wants, that he might not be able to handle taking that knock. Mm. And that those are the things that they're concerned about. Because he obviously has worked hard on his sobriety. And he sounds like he's in a place where he's re-entering trying to have healthy relationships. And they see this as an appendage of his old life. From your letter... It seems like you at least think you're very in love with this woman. The question you have to ask yourself is how, you, how you're going to handle it. I agree with Brian. It's a dishonest relationship fundamentally at the moment because you believe you have these other feelings and you get excited about hanging out with her in a way that is not how best friends feel when they hang out with each other. It is, there is a charge to this. And that's wonderful and a great feeling. But there's a very good chance she's going to say, I knew it. I thought we were evolving to this other place and you've been stuck in this other place. And, you know, how dare you kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Or she might say, I'm crazy about you, but you're, you're a dangerous choice, basically. And I don't feel 
I don't feel safe with you and I don't feel on safe footing because of what happened the last time. And there is some question about whatever this big text was where he vomited his feelings. I love, I mean, doesn't matter. I wish I knew a little more about that because I'm not sure why that would freak her out as badly as it did if they had been in a relationship. I mean, somebody tells you. It just makes it seem like it was a sort of narcissistically indulgent thing to do that painted her into a corner in some way. Because right, I can't a little, imagine. A little far. Yeah, but I can't imagine if somebody told you they were madly in love with you and da da da, and you'd been, and I'm sorry I hurt you, and I've been. Da-da-da. I can't imagine that shaking you fundamentally unless it was wrapped in this addiction thing. I have to say, if anyone ever needed to borrow money, that would be the time to do it, is if someone sends you a text like that. I need $1,000. <laughs> right. <'Cause laughs> to I delete think this text. They would give it to you. Yeah. You should, you should feel, if you feel you're stable enough to confront this thing, do it. But prepare yourself for all of this to go away. And, but yeah. that's okay. I agree with Brian. It's sort of, this is a fundamentally dishonest situation you're in right now. And you don't really want from her what you, but you don't really want to do an odd project and be best friends. You're, you're in love with her. But I don't know if you're going to get what you want here. And I'm Lisa. not sure if you should. Lisa. Do you, uh, do you guys think she likes him? Good question. Well, I, th- I thought it, listen, I have such a dumb romantic comedy, like, yeah, that's what I was thinking perspective too. that like, I'm like, well, she must, but there really are no indications, I guess, that she does, except that she has said that she's also having no luck on the apps. And I guess that's what I'm going off of, I'm tr- which, I know, is I'm a, to... which is a thin thing. But yeah. I feel like if you if this was me in my 20s or something like that, and I was in love with my best friend, I would just wait for us to get drunk and then see what happened if we just right. hooked up. But that's obviously right. not something you want yeah. that's going to happen with, with um, this person's sobriety. So, yeah. of course. Um, and I'm not suggesting that. I'm just saying I think that the sobriety <laughs> – I'm saying I think that the sobriety adds like another level to maybe like not being able to sort of read her intentions and wants a little bit maybe because they're always just sober hanging out. There's never any like slips of – Right. You know? Well, it's interesting that she'll even hang out with him. <laughs> I mean it makes me think there's something there for her. Yeah. But I don't think she trusts him. So I think that, and I'm not sure she should. So I I think she thinks it's dangerous footing. I think she's sniffing around also, but I think she also, whatever this hurt or this out of control behavior was or whatever, left a mark on her. I also think that deep down, this letter writer knows, maybe, if this is ultimately an infatuation thing and an unhealthy one. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think sometimes you know the difference between, but it's what I want and I got to get it and da 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 And like, maybe I'll just take a breath and really think about it and see if it's what I want or if this is my behavior, you know? I think they have a chance. I it's think they have a chance. Like, um, they're very young. And usually when people are like, what would you tell your younger self or yada yada? It's, be more honest, take more chances and like go for what you want. And so if this person's able to learn these lessons so young and feel kind of confident in approaching tough subjects this early on, the the, the world is waiting and they're going to have a great life. 
I agree with that entirely. I would just add one more caveat thinking about the fact that he's a 25 year old boy, man, whatever. Make sure you're thinking about her feelings also, because I, and I don't mean, how does she feel about you? I mean, if you get into this thing with her, don't mess with her, break up with her after two months, that is a deeply crappy thing to do just because you were trying to resolve something with your own, your own situation. And so you need to think if you really see a future with her or whether she's just this thing that you're trying to make right in this world Mm -hmm. because you will do even more damage than you've already done to her and if you really care about her you have to think about that Mm -hmm. very wise Mm. okay well Uh, so here we are in our giveaway here we are in our giveaway we give away something special to whomever wrote in that we think deserves it. We and do. And we want you all to decide. But first, Rhonda, will you tell us what we're giving away this week? Well, you know, we've been giving away a lot of coffee and a lot of these coffee. We do these gorgeous coffee gift sets uh, that we've Ask been Rana doing. Ask yeah. Yeah. But I think we should give something away off of the uh, Ronica list. Oh. I what what did you have in mind? Fun. So I was thinking we could give away that adorable preppy first aid kit. So cool. cute. So it may not sound like much. No, but, but basically it's, it's this gorgeous first aid kit that these people preppy make. And it's just I thought this, like uh like popped collars per pink shorts preppy. Like, <laughs> you thought it was I know, new Canaan the new Canaan first aid kit. Yeah. yeah, you yeah. Thought, yeah. Well it sort of is the new Canaan first aid kit. It's like kit. a very, very light colored band-aid for like the whitest, whitest people. <laughs> it's really the cutest first aid kit. They make kit a great you product. Get I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm Googling this so I can it's see P-R-E-P-P-I. it. It's P R E P P I. Yes. Uh, and I'm I'm willing to have Brian veto me and say no. He'd rather me give them Ian's son's chocolate or something like that because we could do that too if you prefer. No, I think the first aid kit it's lasting. Okay. That'll be fun. It's re- it's the kind of thing you wouldn't buy for yourself, but you'd be happy you had it in your house more yeah. than ever. No, this is cute. So okay, so Lisa and Kara, are we giving this to the? person who uh, is I already wants to break answer. up with the... Oh, okay. <laughs> what do you think? Well, we need I the think... recap. We need the okay. recap okay. first. Okay. The person who wants to break up with their two states, four hours. Mm-hmm. The person who does not want... Um, who's conflicted about having her child meet the grandfather. Or do we give it to uh, the person who's in love with their friend? The artist. I think we got to give it to the woman who practically raised her siblings yeah. and um, is on this, you know. Yeah, I'm that's... giving it to that woman. She sacrificed the most. Kara? Yeah, I'm I'm down with that. I feel like okay. there's rough terrain in South Dakota and you might need a Band-Aid at some point. Well, so that's I true. agree too, but I think we have to switch her from the preppy then. Because she deserves Why? some. Because she's been a first aid kid to everyone in her life and she deserves yeah. something indulgent. Luxurious. That she would never get for herself. Do you have like a bath bomb or something like that? <laughs> that's a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> that is a great idea. <laughs> You know, there I just went nothing. on this website. Wait, called is this bad because Rana hates bath bombs? She hates there, them. But Kara, <laughs> yes, that's a good idea. I've never used one. Well, oh. I have to tell you, there's a website I was buying for my nieces for Christmas. There's a website called Pink Chicken, and they have a bath bomb right now that when you put it in the bath, it uh, mermaid jewels comes out of it. Oh, wow. and I've so seen I think this other one where that. a rainbow comes out. Oh. Too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
These That's, are the I'm worst. I'm so glad you brought that up. We are not getting her a bath bomb. We Why can, ever we not? We can either get her a Glossier kit okay. or we can send her some oh. chocolates from Ann's son, some beautiful holiday Wait, chocolates. Yeah. 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 Wow. Do I you just like got that? My, it's, I just got my niece um, some uh, Glossier Hanukkah for Hanukkah. Yeah. It's a oh, terrific. Nice. It's yeah. a ter- it's How old is your niece? She is 15. Yeah, oh, she's going to be she the best present. She told me she's into uh, skincare. I wouldn't have uh, pushed it It's going to be the her. best present she ever got. That was my, <laughs> somebody wrote to us for, for Veronica and said, what do I get a 15-year-old girl for Hanukkah? And I said, Glossia. Um, when I lived in West Hollywood, that store had lines lines out the door every single Where day. Where is it? Where is it in West Hollywood? It's right by that pickup Nordstrom, uh, right by the Marc Jacobs store. Yeah, it's like oh. yeah. Melrose Place. Yeah, okay. yeah Mel- Melrose Place. Exactly. But I believe it I would was walk a from Soul Cycle and wave to all the people in line. Oh, I sure. Miss my David life. Beckham at Soul Cycle. <laughs> no, but I've seen a lot of celebrities. If you'd like to know, can you name well, one of those? Let's get a list. Yeah. But can um, you also do guessing game? Um. Yeah. Or no. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm just too excited. I want to. Oh, we love no, guessing games. We love guessing games. So I saw Sam Rockwell, Minnie Driver, Rob Hershevik from Shark Tank, Bobby Flay, Lisa Renna, Kyle Richards, Teddy Mellencamp. Wow. And um, and then on the walk home one time, I saw AJ McLean from the Backstreet Boys. That's pretty good. And <laughs> was he the one with the, the little goatee and the yeah. mustache? Yeah, I, I noticed cute. his tattoos. He was at the valet at the Sunset Hotel, and I went AJ, and he turned around and. Um, <laughs> And who looked the and who looked the best in person? The women. Um, I would say Minnie Driver was breathtaking. Wow. Yeah. I saw her. I once. used she to belong to beautiful. Crunch in West Hollywood, and the only people I ever saw were the Toms from Vanderpump Rules. That tracks. <laughs> we were talking about that them tracks. just the other day, Tom. We were. We were. I forget yeah, why though. We were I talking think, about Vanderpump Rules. Be, oh, because I think somebody it was wrote the people in, who were left off of the Time 100 Most no, Influential People of 2020. Right? Was, <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about somebody that had sex with somebody else's girlfriend while they were asleep in the other room. Oh yeah, that was oh, one of the greatest. Which was a classic Tom, Kristen, Jacks. Yes, exactly. Uh, I actually waited an hour and a half in line to get into Tom Tom to see all those when people. When it opened. Yes. No, it was months later, but I was thrilled. I saw a lot of them. That's Did it live fun. up to the disgustingness? No, Tom Tom was, was it delicious. Nice? Oh, yeah, really? Tom, oh. I don't, the other ones I heard are terrible, but Yeah, Tom like I've been Tom to Pump and it's awful. Tom Tom's good. I once good. had nice. a pump oh, The food is horrible at all of them, except I haven't been to Tom Tom, but no, we yes. tried to go to, we tried to go to Tom Tom and they wouldn't let Joel Kim Booster in because he was wearing athleisure. That's well. That's what else would he be wearing? Well, so that's true. A, but B, this is Los Angeles. I hate a dress code in Los Angeles. Yeah, what a joke! No, they have the crispy rice tuna thing, which is yeah, which they stole from Katsuya, of course. Everyone stole that from Katsuya. Well, Rana and they stole it from this, and then they stole it from this. Very good at Katsuya. You know what? Steal it. They started it. I saw an obscure celebrity. If you guys like games, yeah, I saw. A famous person's manager. Okay. That's the hint? Scooter Braun. Oh, Scooter Braun. Braun. No. Oh, okay. Don't tell me. Um, well, you got to have a, a little hint on the famous Jennifer person. Lopez's manager. What's his name? No, Medina. but Benny Medina. Medina, no, but I, Medina. No, but I saw Benny Medina one time at a restaurant by UCB Franklin, and I was very excited. Yeah. Um, Stella? I was a, no. a Mariah Carey's manager. What's her name? It was Stella, but she changed management. Yeah. No, um, Will you I'll give us if this person an actor or singer or both? Singer, but had a movie. So Mariah. I already guessed Mariah. <gasps> uh, Tommy Matola. No. Um, 
Uh, uh, I don't even know this one, Lisa. Did you tell me about this? Singer, a singer who had, who had a, a movie. movie. Woman Dolly or band? Can She's we, hosted can we... SNL. Adele. No, but no. no one knows who Adele's manager is. We're trying oh, to find the manager, not the star. Right. Okay. The oh, ma- Jennifer Hudson's manager. No, Taylor Swift. Does manager. Taylor Swift have a manager? All right, just sure. tell us who it is. Oh, it was Lara- Britney Spears' dad. It was no. Britney Spears' manager, Larry Rudolph. Oh, Larry, Larry Rudolph. Oh, yeah, but he was really in Sync's manager. No, really? He's Britney's. Larry Rudolph, I believe, is in Sync's manager. I thought they uh, had the um, pervy guy, Lou Pearlman, or whatever. They what did have him. Yeah, they uh, had him. All right, yeah. Larry Rudolph. But Larry Rudolph, in fairness, has not been Britney's manager for a very long time. Yeah. I, oh. was, that, was that not as fun of a game? I'm sorry. No, I was it was so fun. Larry. This is, it was up. fun, she but tried. now this it was, episode no, it was so insane to talk about, like, it's so crazy that we know kind of famous games, managers. <laughs> like, that was yeah. the craziest part about it. It was like, oh, my God, we can rattle them off. I can't believe you guys even knew more than... I can't believe I didn't know more <laughs> that was All fun right, brian's gonna read a cliffhanger and then so we, we have don't to answer that on this show we answer it on the patreon but i, I can read it if you all want to stay or right. if you Wait, don't so if we're you have giving to... the woman glossier right Is, we're she's we... getting a glossier wow. kit. she deserves to take care of herself she's taking care of everyone else in her life well done and in South Dakota, she'll be the hottest thing going in a glossy. They've probably never even delivered to South Dakota before. Well, I, I to ask you, dress. did we decide to do that thing where when the guests pick who it goes to, that they pay for the shipping? I uh, forgot how we did it. No, no we're, still, uh, we're still debating oh. on that, Brian. Oh, okay, well, I'll talk to you about it after the show. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, here's our and, cliffhanger. And tell us where you are on socials and all yes. that so people know. The show comes out on Tuesdays. Yeah, the show comes out up. on Tuesday. That's um the 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 Instagram for that is that's messed up pod, and on Twitter it's messed up pod. I'm Kara Klenk, K A R A K L E N K on everything, and I'm at glitter cheese, glitter cheese. Of that's course right. you are. Yeah, perfect. Uh, and it comes out on Tuesdays. I can't wait to listen. This will be coming out on the day. So as soon as you're done uh. here, go. Go right over there and subscribe to their podcast. That's Even if you don't have time to listen SVU to it yet. Podcast. Just hit yeah, subscribe. Yeah, we'd love to have you. And it makes all the difference. And this was very fun. You guys are funny and wise and a nice well, combo. Well, we were delighted we, to have you. I want to hear more about your Russian ancestry. And I can't wait to hear your air. podcast because truly I think you are both so hilarious. So thank, thank you, you for Brian. coming thank on. You. Okay, here is our cliffhanger. We answer this on patreon.com slash askrana, but the lovely Karen and Lisa are here to hear it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, dear, sorry, I lost my place. Okay. Dear Ron and Brian and lovely guest, but it's Patreon, so it's not quite as applicable. My question is about something that's been nagging me for a while. I work with one of my closest friends. She's intelligent, witty, and confident. She's been in our field longer than I have, so I see her as both a friend and something of a mentor. One of my favorite things about her is that she isn't afraid to tell the truth, even when it's hard to hear. She hmm. shares her thoughts and concerns calmly and respectfully, unlike me, who fears confrontation, is more likely to avoid running into someone for the rest of my life than tell them what's bothering me. That flaw will show up again later. So the problem. I'm certain it will. We don't usually hang out in any kind of double date capacity, so we don't know each other's spouse as well. But she does talk about him, and wow, have I come to dislike the guy over the years. She never seems to share did anything. Did you write po- this letter, Brian? I didn't, Ron. I thought maybe you did. Yeah. She never seems to share. And you were calling me she again, which you're not, which you're familiar with. She never seems to share anything positive about her partner. It's always well, that's story. That's because you're a house cat. I call you she. All cats are she's. Everyone knows that. That's right. Yeah. It's always stories about how he never listens, leaves things out on purpose because he thinks her reaction is funny. 
that's psychotic, and corrects her parenting (laughs) in front of their son. Someone in their extended family suffers from mental illness, and he's always mocking her for believing that depression (laughs) is a thing. And then he snapped out of depression easily when he was going through hard times. The one that really got me was when he called her on the way to get some takeout. When she asked if he could pick her up something as well, he said, well, I really wouldn't know what you want, and hung up before she could tell him. Who does that? Everything I've learned about this man makes me believe he's inconsiderate and petty. I acknowledge that I only have one side of all these stories. Some people think of her as abrasive, but honestly, I think these people haven't spent enough time around a woman who isn't constantly apologizing. I can't, I cannot imagine how his behavior could be justified, and I find myself wanting to ask her some days, are you even happy? I love my friend, but I'm so bad at knowing when to speak up and when to shut up. I always err. Uh, Air on the side of hesitation. <laughs> Life has caught me, has taught me that you can talk until you're blue in the face, but people will learn more from experience than lectures. But is it time to bring this up? I truly wonder if she even realizes how many negative stories she shares every week. It's at least one a day. And maybe she isn't processing how miserable he makes her. Or maybe I'm overreacting or sticking my nose where it doesn't belong. What would you do in my place? Would broaching the subject of do you even like your husband be worth it? Thanks for the advice and for keeping me company in the car. Best wishes, L. All right, so we will All right. answer that on patreon.com slash askrana. In the meantime, we already said it, every Tuesday, that's messed up, the and SVU that's podcast. That's Askrana, every Tuesday. And every Tuesday is Askrana. <laughs> it's a double feature. No, I this love is going so- on a press tour. I feel like a celebrity. <laughs> I love it. This is, I think it's so exciting, and so many people are going to be so into this show. Honestly, it, it sounds so good. Ryan and I are going to have to figure out how to play a dead body on SVU so you can have us on your yes. show. Get yes. in line. Oh, that right. would be a dream. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right, girls. Good luck, dolls. As I said, I was going to call you. Good luck with this fabulous show. It was so fun spending this time with you. Really Thank was. you so Thank much you. for having us, guys. Wherever you get your podcast. Yes.